Welcome to Irvine, California, where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, Great Park's expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information. This program is sponsored by Yahoo and their media platform, Edgecast. Tune in to the end of this podcast to learn how Edgecast can help your business truly connect with global viewers. Or visit them now at edgecast.com. That's E-D-G-E-C-A-S-T dot com. DeMaury Smith's future at the NFLPA could hang in the balance today as the NFLPA has tentatively scheduled a vote by the 32 team player reps who have a conference call, like I said, tentatively scheduled for 6 p.m. on Friday. D. Smith needs 22 of the 32 player rep votes to remain on the job. If he doesn't get that, there could be a new opening for an executive director at the Football Players Union. We will have updates as they happen throughout the day on sportsbusinessjournal.com. And this is your Morning Buzzcast for Friday, October 8th. You made it to Friday. I'm Abe Matkor. Let's start with playoff baseball. You had the Astros and the Rays both decisively winning Game 1 over the White Sox and the Red Sox. You have all four series in play set for Friday. Watching the Rays play last night, that team is very good. They're exciting to watch. And they played before a loud crowd at Tropicana Field, but it certainly was not a sellout. Just over 27,000, which is a big number for them, watched as the Rays hosted their first home playoff game with fans, of course, since October of 2019. You know, I still don't have my arms around the, the Rays concept to play half a season in Montreal and half a season in Tampa, and I'm looking forward to hearing MLB Commissioner Rob Manfred discuss this next week at the CAA World Congress of Sports, where he will be speaking in New York City, because that is one concept, that is one plan I still don't firmly understand, but I do know the Rays are an exciting, good team, and they should have more local support. Meanwhile, Major League Baseball had a good start to its playoff. It saw its second best wild card round on record in viewership, dating back to when the wild card format started in 2012. You had the Dodgers Cardinals on TBS, Red Sox Yankees on ESPN. They averaged just over 7 million viewers. Our Austin Carp reported that the top year remains 2015. You had the Astros Yankees, you had Cubs Pirates. That averaged almost 8 million viewers, but a very good wild card round for MLB. TBS on Wednesday night, they got about 6.6 million viewers for that Dodgers walk-off win against the Cardinals. We talked earlier on the Buzzcast, ESPN earned about 7.6 million viewers for Yankees Red Sox on Tuesday night. We're going to see how these viewership numbers hold on during the playoffs because for the regular season, MLB had a steady year but saw slightly lower viewership numbers than 2019. That surprised me a little bit. I thought baseball would be up from 19, considering some of the energy and some of the playoff races. Overall, Fox was up 42% from last season, but down 2% from 19. When you add in the broadcast on Fox Sports 1, 
Fox Sports' overall numbers were up 61% from 2020, and they were up 2% from 19. ESPN was up 22% from 2020, but down slightly from 2019. The good news for Sunday Night Baseball was it was up 17%. Among males 18 to 34 versus 2020 and up 11% among males 18 to 34 compared to 2019. And that's that sweet spot for the broadcasters and the advertisers. TBS overall was flat with their games compared to last year and down 16% from 2019. So overall baseball, a fairly steady story. Up, of course, from last year like everybody is, but down slightly from 2019. If you're watching playoff baseball this weekend and want to try something new, MLB will produce its first betting-focused live game feed Sunday afternoon. It will stream a BetMGM-sponsored analysis show during MLB Network's broadcast of Rays Red Sox Game 3. That'll be from Fenway. So if you're watching that game on MLB Network on Sunday afternoon, it'll be a very betting-focused live stream of the Bet MGM sponsored analysis show. So again, if you want to try something different, that may be something you want to check out. Let's shift to the NFL because the NFL's international series picks up again on Sunday. It took a break last year because of COVID. Jets Falcons play at a sold out Tottenham Hotspur Stadium in London. The NFL is playing two games in London this season. They'll be back to back. You have Jets Falcons this weekend. You'll have Jaguars Dolphins on Sunday, October 17th. We'll talk to Shad Khan of the Jaguars just before he goes over to London at the CAA World Congress of Sports next week. So that will be well-timed. We can talk to him about that team's foray into London and international expansion because the NFL will continue to grow its footprint overseas and look for the NFL to announce a host city for its first game in Germany within the next week or two. The NFL has long wanted to be in Germany, believing it's a very strong market for football. There is great interest in the country to host a game, and they think they can do it next year in 2022. There is a potential conflict with the World Cup, of course, but the NFL and Germany both think they can host a game in that market in 2022. So keep your eye on the timing in that announcement. But a game will be happening in Germany very soon. And like I said, the NFL, very bullish on that market. You know, staying with football and thinking about new leagues and new ways to identify and find consumers and fans, fan-controlled football will return for its second season next spring. And the league is doubling in size from four to eight teams. They also have a deal with NBC Universal for some local streaming coverage. Now remember, this fan-controlled football, the concept behind it allows fans to call the plays as well as being involved in many aspects of each team, including like weekly drafts. This season, they'll have eight teams. They'll have seven regular season weeks, one playoff week. Uh, They call their title game the People's Championship. We've talked a little bit about fan-controlled football, but it's really marketed toward, I would say, like a digital first league. Each game is 60 minutes for sure. It's played on a 50-yard field. 
All the games are also seen on Twitch. There was some buzz about that last year, but it's back for the second season, spring of 2022. I bet we'll touch on fan-controlled football before the launch of their second season, but an interesting kind of new way to try to target young fans. You know, we've talked about fallout facing the National Women's Soccer League over the last week because of the management and leadership turmoil at the league. Well, we're going to see some sponsors take a stand, and we're apparently seeing that with the Washington Spirit. A local paper, City Paper, has reported that at least one of the club's major sponsors, Sandy Spring Bank, has canceled its sponsorship agreement with the Washington Spirit. The bank started sponsoring the team at the end of 2019 and recently renewed the agreement through 2023. But due to all the controversy surrounding this team, remember, their coach was fired after an investigation into alleged abusive behavior. There have been accusations of a very, I would say, uh, toxic workplace culture, and there's been a public ownership battle. Steve Baldwin stepped down as majority owner earlier this week, so there's been a lot of not positive news around this organization. So Sandy Spring Bank has told the team that it will no longer be a sponsor, and I do think you could see other sponsors take a stand against the NWSL over a lack of confidence of leadership at both the ownership and maybe even at the league level. And finally, I'll add this to a story I'm watching. This may even come up next week at the CAA World Congress. Premier League Club Newcastle was sold to Saudi Arabia's Sovereign Wealth Fund for just over $400 million. The deal was announced yesterday. This deal by the Saudi Investment Fund was long delayed over concerns about how much control the Saudi leadership would have in running Newcastle amid concerns about Saudi's uh, human rights record. The Saudi Public Investment Fund had to offer assurances to the Premier League that the state would not have any control over running Newcastle, but this is going to be a controversial issue. And I think fans and I bet organizations and maybe even sponsors may speak up in regards to Saudi Arabia's human rights record and any connection to owning Newcastle. So that is a story that bears watching. So I will be in New York all week next week. I won't be with you on the Morning Buzzcast. You'll be joined very ably by our managing editor, David Albright, who does such a great job at this. So I'll be at our CAA World Congress of Sports. If you're there, let me know. Please say hi. I'd love to get together. Love to say hello. And if you haven't registered yet, there is still time. The event's Tuesday and Wednesday, the CAA World Congress of Sports. It's going to be a great industry gathering. Again, look forward to seeing you there. So that is your morning buzzcast for Friday, October 8th. I'm Abe Madcor. I'll talk to you again in about another week or so, but until then, stay healthy, be good to each other, take care, and I'll see you down the road, and I hope to see you in New York City. This program was sponsored by Yahoo. Millions worldwide count on Yahoo to connect them to their passions. What you may not know is that Yahoo means business too. Yahoo connects businesses to more growth. Edgecast, their media platform, delivers valuable media experiences to viewers worldwide through a secure platform that shares content with speed billions of times per day across all devices. Discover why the world's largest companies rely on Edgecast at edgecast.com. That's E-D-G-E-C-A-S-T dot com. Welcome to Irvine, California where it's easy to play like pros. At the heart of Irvine's competitive culture is Great Park, the region's premier 194-acre multi-sport complex, equipped for youth teams to Olympians and everything in between. Plus, 
Great Parks expansion is underway. With near-perfect weather and a thriving sports scene, Irvine is the place to play. Visit DestinationIrvine.com for more information.